what the heck was on Donald Trump's hands? Can we just start with that? Lesions, blisters, cuts. Yeah. He went to federal court in the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial against him with that MAGA pus like oozing out of his hands. I'm sorry to be so blunt, but what is that? Whatever it is, can you just like wrap it up with something? His his hands, that is. Also, Trump's lawyer, Alina Haba, apparently, apparently never did a trial before. <laughs> and the E. Jean Carroll defamation case was not just a das- disaster for Donald Trump on the merits, um, but as we closed out the day, day three, it became clear that I don't know. Alina Haba like has never done a trial before. She doesn't know how to do things like admit evidence or how to object or like what hearsay is or that when you object in federal court, you have to stand up. It was bad. The judge had to call breaks so that Alina Haba could learn the rules of civil procedure in federal court. And folks, she's been paid like million from Donald Trump's donors. And that doesn't include the $1.5 million that she and Donald Trump have been like sanctioned in other cases. MAGA equals fascism plus idiocracy. And we should be thankful that the idiocracy part of it has far exceeded their ability to implement their fascism at this stage. And also just today, Donald Trump posted 27 times in a row defamatory statements about E. Jean Carroll tormenting his rape victim. He defamed her yesterday at a press conference during jury selection. He was posting about her. It's total madness, folks. And Donald Trump then also posted after this whole rant that he started at like 1.05 a.m. that he should be absolutely immune. And he says, quote, even when it crosses the line, it should he should be absolutely immune. Also, I'm not over it, folks. What the heck is on his hands? <laughs> Did I say that already? Just what the heck is that? Anyway, we'll talk about that. The House passed a continuing resolution today, funding government through March, like the most basic function of Congress. That's what MAGA Republicans have been able to do. But of course, that makes other MAGA Republicans very angry. Donald Trump doesn't want the government funded. He wants to destroy our economy. So now MAGA Republicans are calling for the ouster of MAGA Mike Johnson as Speaker of the House. But don't give MAGA Mike too much credit yet, because when you give MAGA Mike the mic, there are some problems here, some deep problems. Look, Democrats are trying to pass a border bill with Republicans in the Senate, but MAGA Republicans in the House are blocking it. That's right, a bipartisan Senate bill to put more resources immediately to the border, since that's all the MAGA Republicans talk about. That's been negotiated in the Senate. But what do MAGA Republicans do? They say they don't want that. Unless Donald Trump is the president, they don't want to do anything related to the border. And by the way, 
Donald Trump posted about it, that they shouldn't do anything at all, no deals about the border. And it's just a constant victimhood with these MAGA people. It's whining and whining and, oh, nothing's being done. Nothing's. We're trying to get things done. But all you MAGAs keep doing is blocking, obstructing, and showing that this is just a cult over and over again. Let's go to the normal world. President Biden with a record fundraising haul for his campaign. I like how like the media really doesn't talk about that much. I mean, his fundraising is exceeding President Obama's, which was like peak. And I remember that's all we heard about then. So that's good news. Also, we've got jobless claims are at record lows per capita. Mortgage rates are coming down. President Biden introduced a plan to reduce overdraft fees. There's pro-democracy momentum, folks. I can feel it. Can you? Brett Micellis can feel it. This is the Midas Touch podcast. What's How up, is ben? everybody doing? Jordy's not here. Jordy claims that it has something to do with his Wi-Fi. Don't yell, don't yell at us. It's not our fault. Please don't yell. I know, I know the, the Midas Touch community here gets very angry when Jordy's not on. They accuse us of, of not allowing him to be on. This is on Jordy. His power is not working. Although I'm starting to think there is a bit of a conspiracy uh, against us out there because a lot of us having Wi-Fi issues these days and and power issues these days. Who could who could we blame for this? I don't know. But Jordy's struggling. Maybe he'll get the power back on during this episode. Who knows? We will see. Ben, regarding the picture of Donald Trump's hands, might be that some questions are best left unanswered. I'm not sure if I want to dig too deep on that one. You know, the funny thing is the reflexive comment by these Trumpers is to say, oh, it's a golf injury. Who's golfing? Who's golfing? Who's golfing? He but, golfed at midnight in New Hampshire. Yeah, he didn't have them in New Hampshire at night. <laughs> and then the next day in New York, he had them. So I don't know when the golfing came in. I, even, even if you were to assume he has some sort of putting green, in his plane or something, then uh, he was golfing yeah. at midnight in New Hampshire and happened to contract red lesions on it. golfing. <laughs> Got was it. what he was. He was he was uh, golfing. I, right. I, I I I. But he showed up to federal court that way. I mean, did he look? Did he look at them? Like, did he see that, that it must hurt a little bit? But he's like, nope. I am going to come out with this MAGA ooze and just show up in federal court as my lawyer. There it is right there. As my lawyer, Alina Habba is going to prove that she's never done a federal trial before. As this news was coming in about like what was happening at this federal trial, I had low expectations for Alina Habba, very low. But she exceeded the lowest of my low expectations. And there were moments where federal judge Lewis Kaplan basically just had to say, all right, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we're going to have to take a break so Ms. Haba can refresh her recollection about how you admit evidence in a courtroom. Because what Alina Haba would do is she would just take the documents and start reading the documents out loud as you had E. Jean Carroll on the stand. And the judge was like, uh, Ms. Haba, what are you doing? And, and Alina Haba's like, I'm getting this into evidence. And the judge is like, well, why don't you show it to the witness and see if the witness recognizes what it is that you're reading? And then Alina Haba would go, oh, I have to do that? And Judge Kaplan says, yes, show it to the witness. Then she would show it to the witness, and then Alina Haba would start talking. And the judge would say, stop. <laughs> 
Ask E. Jean Carroll if she recognizes the document. You have to build a foundation that this can even come in as evidence. And by the way, Ms. Haba, what exhibit number is this? And Alina Haba would say, what do you mean? And the judge said, you didn't pre-mark these exhibits. You're just showing random pieces. What exhibit number is this? And then Alina Haba would show the document to E. Jean Carroll and then start reading from it. And the judge would say, what part don't you understand? Stop reading it. Ask E. Jean Carroll if she recognizes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we're taking a break right now so Ms. Haba can learn what she needs to do. Then they would take a break. <laughs> that happened multiple times throughout the day. And Alina Haba asked the judge, well, what do I do if I want to get this in? What do, you, what do you want to do if you get this in? Admit evidence in a trial? And I'm not even talking about the absurdly <laughs> offensive cross-examination that Alina Haba was saying. And Alina Haba in her opening said that this is what E. Jean Carroll wanted. She got the fame she wanted. Think about how disgusting of an opening that is. This is everything E. Jean Carroll wished for. She's now more famous than ever. Everybody knows her name because Donald Trump gave her fame. Could you imagine what's going to happen at closing? And by the way, when that was happening, Donald Trump was sitting there posting 22 separate times during that day, tormenting E. Jean Carroll, just posts about her. And let's not forget, Donald Trump has already been found to have raped. E. Jean Carroll by a jury in May and awarded E. Jean Carroll $5 million. This case is just about other defamatory statements that Donald Trump made. And every single day, Donald Trump's creating new defamation cases against him. I've never seen this before, that he's creating evidence against himself in real time where he'll post something and E. Jean Carroll will be on the stand. And then E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Sean Crowley, will say, Okay, I want to show you another post that Donald Trump made. When? Five minutes ago. Here, right now? Yes. Here it is. He's creating evidence against himself in the courtroom. And then Alina Haba's cross-examination, Alina Haba would say things like, so because of all the death threats, did you need a gun? And E. Jean Carroll would say, yeah. Was it licensed? And then E. Jean Carroll would say, um, I don't, you don't know if it's licensed? That's what Alina Habba would say. So you had an illegal gun? You know that's a crime. And then Judge Kaplan would be like, be quiet. What are you doing? That's not what the law is. That's not what this case is about. Focus on this case, Ms. Habba. I mean, I could see this being a runaway jury. Millions of dollars or tens of millions of dollars are at stake. And then Donald Trump's going to do the Trump. I call it doing the Trump, which is doing the MAGA which is just showing up with Uzi lesions on your hand and just and just whining, right? It's just a whining tour right now. Oh, why are they doing this to me? Why are they doing this to me? This one's deranged. That one's deranged. Donald Trump had the audacity to hold a press conference after and said he deserved money. Trump said he was damaged by E. Jean Carroll, his rape victim. Trump said he should be paid. He held a press conference and said that. And I know there's a lot of Trump news going on. And I know sometimes the media has trouble focusing. Well, media, focus. Donald Trump was found liable as a rapist. The leader of the Republican Party is a rapist, adjudicated by a federal jury in May. And now he's tormenting his rape victim. Are you afraid to say that? Was that hard? It seems pretty easy. 
for me to say it, for Brett to say it here on the Midas Dutch Network. I mean, and that's and, and you should say it because that is a horrifying state of the Republican Party. It's just, and everything that he does is just the textbook behavior of an abuser. The way that he continues to torment her, the way that Alina Haba, her defense is essentially amounts to, well, look, look at her. She is better off because of it. She has actually been benefited by being raped by Donald Trump and then Donald Trump continuing to defame her day in and day out. E. Jean Carroll, the victim, uh-uh. E. Jean Carroll is better off for this. This is the argument that she is actually presenting before the jury. And for just one second, I would like everybody to just remove Donald Trump from the scenario, put in a generic person, right? Put in John Doe, put in Joe Smith, put in whoever Mm -hmm. it is and tell somebody the behaviors of this individual. Tell somebody about the constant stream of threats during trial. And while Donald Trump was in the trial, you know, he didn't have his phone in the trial. He had other people sending these messages from his account. And the 22 messages that Ben was speaking about that were sent during the trial, those are separate from the 27 plus messages that he just sent tonight after today's trial. He just separate from the 57 he sent last Friday or Thursday. He just continues to attack and defame and try to shame and humiliate this woman. And it is absolutely appalling. And I am shocked that people aren't talking about this man, Donald Trump, as they would any other person who was adjudicated to be a rapist. Like, would we be giving Harvey Weinstein presidential town halls if he decided to run for president? I don't think so, okay? The Republic, at this point, I think, let's face it, the Republicans. Maybe, maybe, maybe Foxwood, you're right. Maybe per, per, <laughs> per, perhaps Foxwood. But Republicans, Newsmax, absolutely would. Let's think about, though, this, this idea, right, of, of people really kind of being – ousted from society in a way, right? When these claims uh, turn out to be true and they're found guilty in the court of law or found liable in the court of law. We don't just treat these people like they are normal human beings. We don't go, okay, great. Come on, produce this next movie. Go on. You're going to star in this movie. No, people lose their deals when things happen like that. But Trump just continues to be rewarded by the press. He continues to be rewarded by the Republican Party. And it seems like a lot of people, a lot of people are afraid to just call him what he is. He's a rapist. I mean, that's simple. It's a hard, th- it's, it's a, it is a difficult word to say because of what it means and what it entails, but it is something that is true about Donald Trump and we should not be afraid to say it. Brett, Trump's defense in the May trial was that she was too ugly for him to rape. I mean, the guy is sick and disgusting that she was not his type. And then they had to prove that she was his type because he thought it was his ex-wife in a photo. Like, it is some of the most disturbing stuff in the world. Do we have the photo of Alina Haba that one of the Midas Mighty drew? I love fan art, by the way. So you could always send us fan art. <laughs> like, if, if you have this talent, this is from Eric Coaster. 
I hope I'm pronouncing his last Matt name. Coaster right. or Kester? I, want, want to, I got to assume it's one of the two, but I'll, I'll say Eric. Like, this is awesome. Eric sent this. Uh, I've been going back and forth with him every few days. He sends me some new fan art now, and I'm always excited to see it. Uh, yeah, for those watching, just send this fan art. We love it. Everybody. For those listening, it's a photo of Alina Habba um, outside the courthouse from a few weeks ago uh, when she was ranting and raving. This is in the New York civil fraud trial. Uh, the audio listeners may remember Alina Habba with her mouth agape, screaming at the cameras, whining, oh, woe is me. This is the same artist, by the way, who sent us the incredible James Comer fan art from a few uh, couple weeks ago. I got that right here too. This is the famous facepalm photo of James Comer. This is good stuff, Eric. And then thanks for sending. Keep it coming. I love to see all the fan art. We got some creative, uh, we got some creative viewers here. Okay. Still, I'm not over what the heck was on his hands. Okay. It's really, really (laughs) disgusting. Anyway, then (laughs) then he held a press conference after one of the days of trial where Trump said that he was the one who suffered. Again, Trump saying he deserves the money from this trial. If we have that clip, I want to play it right now. Again, it's this whiny victim tour. He leaves the trial where it's a defamation case of someone he's already been adjudicated to have raped, and he leaves it and goes, I should be paid damages here. Watch this. Oh, the big take today was that she deleted and destroyed massive amounts of evidence and we think that the both trials should be thrown out because it's ridiculous. They should be thrown out. And I frankly am the one that suffered damages. I should be given money, given damages. And that's where that is. And with that being said, I'm heading out to New Hampshire. Thank you very much for being back there. Thank you. Uh, I mean, it's a small crowd there at 40 Wall Street in New York City where he's giving that speech. But like they're applauding the rapist who says that he should receive damages and money for having to be at a trial where he's already been adjudicated to have to have raped the victim. And then he defames her and, and, and behaves this way every single day. I mean, the Republican Party has become a very sick and disgusting cult. But look, I think more and more Americans are starting to get it, you know, we were getting those Iowa results for the Republican primary in when we were doing uh, our last show. And mm-hmm. right away when there was like 0.2% of the votes in, like all of the legacy media and, and old school media jumped in right away. Donald Trump, powerful, dominant victory. Like they use his language. By the way, what is on his hands? That the, the, the hands keep that the hands keep on getting me. A, a, anyway, the 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 legacy, the legacy media jumps in right away. Dominant victory. And what did we say here when we were live? I didn't report it that way because I said I need to see how the results are in so I can accurately report what the data is. And even though Trump won Iowa with just fifty one percent of the vote and. I think what uh, Nikki Haley uh, and, and DeSantis had around what twenty one and nineteen point one percent. But but Brett, you have this graph right there that you're putting up for those viewing it. And to put this in perspective, what that means is ultimately seven percent of registered Republicans uh, in Iowa and two percent of all registered voters in Iowa actually voted for him. And that's what we see as a nationwide trend that the Republican Party is suffering from what Donald Trump suffers from. Massive, massive shrinkage. 
and it gets very, very small, just like Donald Trump and just like Stormy Daniels had said, very, very tiny, this Republican Party, very extreme, but very, very, very small. And you have, on the other hand, President Biden using very kind of inclusive language. Hey, mainstream Republicans, independents, we're all part of a pro-democracy community with progressives and liberals. Let's join together because this MAGA mutation just ain't it. And, And take a look, like this is what Donald Trump was doing at 1.05 a.m., 1.05 a.m. after trial, this is what he was posting about E. Jean Carroll. He goes, I've said it once and I'll say it again a thousand times until this ridiculous hoax was revealed to me by fake news media. I never heard of E. Jean Carroll, never heard of anything to do with her, never would want to have anything to do with her, never brought her into a locked changing room of a crowded New York City department store and never touched her or in any way would want to touch her. So is he saying there that there are circumstances where he would think touching somebody would be okay? Isn't he kind of using that same line again that she's not his type? And then Donald Trump goes, the whole story's made up, disgusting hoax, like the now fully discredited Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, which just goes to tell you that it's not a hoax, right? Where multiple people were indicted and pled guilty. Trump says that's a hoax. And by the way, at his deposition, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, did a brilliant job basically saying, okay, so Donald Trump, you're claiming that E. Jean Carroll is pulling a hoax? Okay, well, what about the 2020 election? Was that a hoax? And Trump said, yes, that's a hoax. What about like Russian collusion? Was that a hoax? Trump would say, yes, that's a hoax. You know, what about this? Was that a hoax? And all the things that were true, but Donald Trump just didn't want to be true, he would say was a hoax to try to discredit other people, which was a brilliant cross-exam. That was back in the May trial. Here's what Donald Trump posted as well about absolute immunity. This is what he wrote. And by the way, if anybody wrote any message like this about any topic, they would need serious help. Like set aside the fact that Donald Trump's saying here that he could order SEAL Team 6 to kill a political opponent and get away with it. If this was a post about gardening, about cooking, about fantasy football, a, a movie review that just looked like this, right? That had the optics of all caps, I would say to whoever wrote this, if they were close to me, I would say, hey, um, is everything okay? Because that's clearly demonstrating that something's wrong. Like, that's not how people communicate in civilized society. But Donald Trump is not only doing that, he does it like a hundred times a day, like a hundred times a day messages like this. And in this one, here's what he says A president of the United States must have absolute full immunity, without which it would be impossible for him or her to properly function. Any mistake, even if well-intended, would be met with almost certain indictment by the opposing party at the term end. Even events that cross the line must fall under total immunity, or it will be years of trauma trying to determine good from bad. Years of trauma, if you cross the line, if you go beyond the outer perimeter of your responsibilities and commit serious felonies, we should be sad feel bad for the trauma of the of the felon that's what we should worry about and again Brett it goes to the whiny victimhood here and he's embracing the arguments that seal team 6 could kill 
a political opponent, that would fall, that would cross the line and he would have absolute immunity. I mean, the things he is saying is that of a dictator, a sociopath, and and frankly, a crazy person as well, Brett. Yeah, I mean, we can't be surprised now that he is just saying the things that he's been saying all along and he's making it as clear as can be. I mean, I know there was a time, you know, when Trump was president, you know, his first, uh, you know, presidency, his first term, people would be like, could you have imagined it would have gotten this bad? Could you have imagined? I think a lot of people were like, yeah, like we've been screaming about this (laughs) for a long time, actually. Yeah, like we could have imagined it was going to be this bad. And it seems like there is a collective amnesia out there sometimes with Donald Trump where people forget exactly how bad it was when he was president of the United States. And I get it. People have a lot of things to do, right? Like you're going through your days. There's there's a lot to keep track of at all times. But we cannot, we cannot lose sight of just how bad those four years were and especially how bad that last year was, how Donald Trump just left millions of Americans to die, to die. How could we ever forgive that? How could we ever forget that? How could we ever forgive what he did to the US economy? How could we ever forgive what he did to protesters? How could we ever forgive what he did to America's reputation on the national stage? You go through every single issue, whether it's the economy or foreign policy or the well-being of Americans, which is really the one thing a president needs to ensure, right? And he failed on every single thing. Frankly, the only thing I think he succeeded in ultimately at the end of the day was tax cuts for billionaires. Like, does that, does that really make you feel good? And then so people give him high marks on the economy because he still says, oh, I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. I'm a business. Like, look past the con folks, look at the data and look at his own words. And his own words say that if he is reelected, he is going to remove every single guardrail that may have been on him and he is going to act like a dictator. And if you think for one second that these spineless Republicans are going to suddenly grow a spine and stand up to him and say, we don't want a dictator in the United States of America. Well, you are mistaken and you have not been paying attention. This entire Republican Party has been infected with this MAGA strain. And I'm not saying it's every single member, and I'm certainly not saying it's every Republican voter. But what I am saying is that it is the power center of the Republican Party, the center of the party that drives everything that it does, that drives policymaking, how our Congress operates. And that's why we're seeing all this chaos every day in government, throughout government. And Trump could lose 2017, 2018, 2020, 21, 22, 2023, but just say, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. And there's this like narrative that he's not a loser, a loser, and a loser. And Brett, imagine, by the way, he lost the popular vote to Hillary Clinton. Uh, 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 Imagine if Hillary Clinton was uh, in office during COVID. What would have happened? In, in in 2019, immediately, we would have sent our top experts, identified it, try to contain it, do all of the things we've always done as a leader. 
with the United States of America. Could you imagine if Clinton or Biden ever said, you know, it's uh, like a miracle, it's like a, a miracle. Democrats it's, are Republican hoax. Republican hoax. Like a miracle. It's just going to go away. And then it doesn't. And then you blame the main scientist who was trying to tell everybody what was happened. And then we're supposed to pretend as a country like all of that didn't take place. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. I refuse to be gaslighted. And I know the Midas Mighty refused to as well. We've got a lot more show. Um, Jordy is texting me to let me know that we still have two emojis to give away. And last time we hit, what was it, 450 memberships on the last show? 450 memberships. And we said at 650 memberships, we would unlock the Jared Moskowitz, Democratic Congress member Jared Moskowitz, and Democratic Congress member Jasmine Crockett. Emojis. We previously released the Democratic Congress member Jamie Raskin emoji. So the way you could become a member of our YouTube channel, there's that dollar sign on the bottom of the YouTube chat. You can become a member yourself. You can gift memberships to other people. Once we get 250 more memberships, we will release the Moskowitz and Crockett emojis. The trio right there. The trio. We got a lot more. We got to talk about what Donald Trump was saying in New Hampshire. He called, uh, what do you call corn, like liquid gold, he called it. and He called it non-liquid gold. Uh, I don't know even what that is. Isn't that just gold? I don't even know what that is. We'll talk about all of that. (laughs) And and, and look, I want to talk about some of these Democrats like Moskowitz and Crockett going on the offense and letting the country know, hello, we're trying to do a border deal right now. And these MAGA Republicans are trying to obstruct it. Let's talk about all of that, but let's take our first quick break. Have you heard of Boncharge? Boncharge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Boncharge products adopt ancestral ways of living in our modern world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation, the list is endless. But my favorite product from Boncharge is their infrared sauna blanket. The infrared sauna blanket works wonders. It has for me, and I know it will for you as well. The sauna blanket works by raising heart rate to that of physical exercise, so it burns calories while you relax. You can burn up to 600 calories in just one session. Sweating helps flush out those heavy metals and other toxins, and the infrared heat elevates your heart rate while relaxing, which releases endorphins and can leave you feeling euphoric after your session. It works by using infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. This means you get the same benefits at a lower heat. You also do not need to have your head in the heat like a traditional sauna. It's so easy to set up. It takes less than a minute to set up, in fact, and it heats up rapidly. Enjoy a session for 30 to 40 minutes while relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating, whatever you 
you'd like. I've tried other products, but they simply don't work nearly as well as Bond Charge. Bond Charge infrared sauna is easy to clean up. It heats up quickly. It's super simple to use. And the lightweight design makes it perfect. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time and has free shipping on every sauna blanket with no hidden costs. And it comes with a 12-month warranty. So here's what you got to do. Go to bondcharge.com slash Midas and use the coupon code Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash Midas and use the coupon code Midas to save 15%. Hey, Midas Mighty. So a little while ago, we had the idea that we wanted to sell the best pro-democracy merchandise in the game for the Midas Touch Network. And candidly, we had no idea where to even get started. That's why I'm so glad that we found Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's Best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. We use Shopify at store.midastouch.com and it has completely revolutionized our business. It allows us to easily manage our shop, view analytics, provide the best customer service and streamline our entire online shopping experience from A to Z. We wouldn't be able to bring you all the products you know and love without Shopify, and we can't speak highly enough about it. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds and Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, like they were there for us here on the Midas Touch Network. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Shopify, we can attest to that. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Midas, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Midas to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Midas. We're back live on the Midas Touch podcast. You've got Ben and Brett. I think we're almost at that magic number to release. We're moving, episodes. Ben. We're we're moving, Ben. We got two good ones, right? We got we released Raskin already, but we got Jasmine Crockett and we have Jared Moskowitz. It's the Democratic heavy hitter pack, folks. Value pack. You could unlock that. And those ads, by the way, always you could check the description of the podcast to find the links to those advertisements for on our show. We love our pro democracy sponsors here, and that the Shopify ad reminds me. Make sure you check out the store, uh, Midas Touch store, store.midastouch.com. I mean, we've got some of the best merch. I'm not sure if any, everyone's seen these. Uh, n- these are relatively new designs. The Jack yeah, Smith design good. we got. We got the dark Brandon designs. We got all the Midas Touch logo tees, too, if you just want to rep Midas Touch around your neighborhood. We got the Convict 45 gear. Make sure you check that out, Store. Dot Midas Touch. 100% union made, 100% made in the USA. All right, let's talk about, I don't know, one of these other Trump speeches. And then 
I want to compare that though to, like, let's say, like what Vice President Harris is doing. She's been incredible, by the way. And I'm so excited to see her on the campaign trail. We'll show that moment uh, shortly. But like, can you, you take a look at what Donald Trump's even talking about, like in New Hampshire? And I think I said this on a video that like, I think I would feel bad watching someone implode and someone who's cognitively declining. Like, like my instinct is to also feel bad, but then it's like, no, uh-uh. This person is causing so much harm and so much danger that we just got to call out. We just got to call out this, this, this behavior. So I don't feel, I don't feel bad at all. I want to call it out. Here we go. This is Donald Trump in New Hampshire after he left a defamation trial in federal court where he has already been adjudicated to have raped the victim who he's further defaming. Donald Trump in New Hampshire here. He's talking about stopping banks from doing the debanking to you. And then he starts talking about like electric cars. And if you've gone back to some of the other speeches, he talks about how he'd rather be electrocuted than eaten <laughs> by sharks. Like this is what he's going around the country. Hey, everybody, I'd rather be electric electrocuted than eaten by sharks. And then like these like people who are there, like, yeah, and I'm and I'm sitting here and I'm like, yo. Other people can't think, I can't be alone. Like, this is some of the weirdest stuff ever. And, and then knowing that there's this massive Midas Mighty community and that the pro-democracy community is so much bigger, we're just busy, right? All of us are doing things with our, we're just doing things with our lives to the, rather than watch someone talk about how they rather be electrosecuted than eaten by sharks. Oh man, this is going to be a weird documentary of this time period. Let's just let's oh just get goodness. through it together. Let's just get through it together, folks. Hear Donald Trump talking about debanking. Play this clip. But we're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you from your, you know, your your political beliefs. What they do, they want to debank you, and we're going to debank. Think of this. They want to take away your rights. They want to take away your country. The things you're doing, all electric cars, give me a break. If you want an electric car, good. But they don't go far. They're very expensive. I have no clue what he's talking about, but the, le the regulators would be the ones, in his words, that would stop the debanking. But he kind of lumps the banks and the regulators. We need to stop both the banks and the regulators from debanking. Oh, and by the way, electric cars. <laughs> like what? what, what? Well, everything he says is about they're out to get you, right? Ev like almost everything Donald Trump runs on is not how he's going to help you. It's they're out to get you and I'm the one person who could stop it. So he ends up inventing all of these kind of fake issues and he just tries to scare people at his events. It's a very strange thing to go to an event and not hear any words of hope or optimism or policy. Just look what they're doing to you. They're taking away your country. And 
and they're taking away your bank account. What do you, what do you mean? Take, what do you, whose bank account are they taking? Like, what are you, what are you talking? They're taking away your car too. And they're taking away your meat and they're taking, that's, it's all they do. It's fear, 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 fear. It's the same way that Fox works and it works with these voters, right? It's that savior complex. And Donald Trump constantly is playing to this idea that he is a savior. He is a Jesus-like figure and he uses religious language like that on purpose for people to kind of make that connection. It's like the most blasphemous thing on the planet, but it's exactly what Donald Trump is doing at all these events. And those people at the MAGA events, they eat it right up. Yeah, it goes, the banks and the regulators who regulate the banks, they're colluding together to debank you. Like De-bank what, what? And then something about electric cars. By the way, when you look at the... Iowa entry polls or exit polls, their biggest issue of concern with all of these voters was immigration in Iowa. And arguably comprehensive immigration reform, Iowa would be a massive beneficiary of that for their farming, yet they're the ones who are so terrified about the border in Iowa. It just goes to tell you that their entire diet of information comes from Fox and right-wing media. Here, by the way, Donald Trump tells the crowd in New Hampshire that he's not cognitively declined and he's cognitively better now than he was 20 20 years ago. 20 years. Play the clip. Believe it or not, I don't feel – I feel like I'm about 35 years old. I actually feel better now than I did 30 years ago. Tell me, is that crazy? I feel better now. And I think cognitively, I'm better than I was 20 years ago. I don't know why. I said, doctor, you know, Dr. Ronnie, right? Ronnie, do you know Ronnie? Ronnie Jackson? I said, should I take a cognitive test? Because for a while, in the way, they were saying, this guy is so brilliant, he wants to take over the world. The next, and that wasn't working. This guy is like, unbelievable, the job he's doing, we have to stop him, he's a genius. That wasn't working. Then they said, this is one of the dumbest human beings ever. And that wasn't working, but I didn't like that one as much. I mean, that was bad. So I asked Doc Ronnie, who is, as you know, the White House doctor for Obama, for Trump. I mean, great doctor. He's also an admiral in the Navy, highly respected admiral. Now he's a congressman in Texas. Actually not highly respected <laughs> at all. And, and by the way, if President, if President Biden said that, like if I went to the speech that we went to in Pueblo, Colorado, and rather than talk about the jobs that President Biden was helping to bring to Pueblo, Colorado, or throughout the United States with infrastructure projects going up across the country, if Biden stood up there and goes, I'm cognitively great. I'm cognitively great. I don't want to be electrocuted. I'd rather be eaten by sharks. <laughs> like I would immediately walk out. Like I would for all of the great things that President Biden did, I I would be, I'd be done. I'd be like, yo, Brett. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm not supporting this crazy person. Like, like what we just saw there was probably the least offensive of things that Trump says, and it is like some of the just some of the craziest stuff ever. Here, Donald Trump then goes on. This is his stump speech. <laughs> like, I, like I don't want to lose track of it. This is the speech where you tell the voters what it is that you're going to do for them, right? So when President Biden goes around. The country talks about lowering prescription drug prices, right? Reducing and capping the price of insulin that has benefited so many Americans. President Biden talks about the GDP growth 
at records high, unemployment at record lows. President Biden talks about making just health care affordable and accessible. President Biden talks about wages. President Biden lets you know where he stands on unions. President Biden lets you know where he stands on tax policy. President Biden talks about supporting our allies and NATO. Like he talks about issues because he's running a very normal campaign focused on the United States of America. And here, Donald Trump continues his speech talking about how he aced a, a cognitive test. And again, he wants everybody to, to know that. Let's let's play this clip. But but I said, well, I'm good at tests. So what's the story? He said, well, the problem is, you know, people will find out. And uh, if you do badly, it's not a particularly good thing. You don't want to have some guy get like uh, like a disaster. I said, well, is that a hard test? It can be hard. I said, look, I got to take it because I got to shut it up. And I took it and I aced it. I think it was 35, 30 questions. And let me tell you, you know, they always show you the first one, like a giraffe, a tiger, or this, or that, a whale. Which one is the whale? Okay, and that goes on for three or four, and then it gets harder and harder and harder, and then it's multiplied 3,293 times four, divide by three. They have plenty of tough stuff, but those last 15, 20 questions. Okay, just show what's going on with his hands. What's what's up? <laughs> what, what are these lesions on his hands? I mean, it's the physical manifestation of who he is. It, it's just it's just oozing out at at this. I could show you more clips like that from New Hampshire, but I'm going to spare you. Suffice to say, it's very dangerous. You know what? Though he's he's speaking about he's been speaking about this cognitive exam now for years. Four years. <laughs> for four years. He's been speaking about this cognitive exam. Four years. Exam, and he's clearly very proud that he passed it. And it strikes me that he tries to act like the end of the test becomes this impossible test. <laughs> that that nobody can get the answers right, right? And you can look up the, look up the test for yourself. Like I, the, this is one of the last questions on the exam that he was just talking about. Abstraction. What's the similarity between a banana and an orange? It's literally one of the last. He's acting like oh, and then they make you do all this complex multiplication and uh, no, the 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 are very easy questions. Right. I like I like his example at the end too. And at the end, they ask you six hundred thousand bajillion bajillion quadrillion. You know, he doesn't even say divided by eighteen thousand six hundred and forty four. And I and I aced it. And I told him it was nine hundred and seventy three thousand quadrillion to the ninth power. It's like, all right, man. Okay, got it, got it. You're, and again, we we've given other examples. Like if somebody, if somebody posted those things that we showed you earlier on any topic, you'd be like, oh, okay, man. I think you need some help. Like if you were at a restaurant or if you were at like a bar and somebody came up to you next to you and they were just like, you know, I, you know, I passed the cognitive test, right? Okay. You know, I really, you know, it was really, <laughs> go, you, you know, it was really hard. I'd be like, look, look, man, I'm just trying to enjoy my drink here. Okay. Oh, did, did you, did you know how hard the cognitive test was? Have you heard about electric cars? And, and, you know, I'd rather be, you know, I'd rather be electrocuted than eaten by a shark. Wow. Really? You'd rather be electrocuted. Mm, cool. Then I'd look at who's ever seen this man. He's just said he'd rather be electrocuted than eaten by a shark. Could we, 
honey, can we leave this restaurant? This is uh this is a real, yeah, that you, is, you would assume there's uh, some, some, something going on there. If, uh, if somebody said that to you, I, I, absolutely. And there's you know, a, like, you know, how, you know, Donald Trump did the whole, like release the birth certificate. Like his whole thing was release the birth certificate. Obama, and then Obama were like released the birth certificate. And then he's like, no, not that birth certificate. Like he wanted, like uh, made up a new birth certificate. I think we need Donald Trump to release the results of the cognitive test exam because the more he speaks about it, and now that he's complaining that the end questions were different, I, I don't think he did that well on this exam. I think he probably got a heft, maybe just passed, you know, maybe got like a 70%. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not convinced that he, he aced it, is all I'm saying. He goes, I'm the richest guy, but I won't show you my tax returns. I'm the uh, smartest student, but I'll never show you my grades. Hashtag like, release the exam results. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is what Donald Trump posted as well. He goes, I do not think we should do a border deal at all unless we get everything needed to shut down the invasion of millions and millions of people, many from parts unknown into our once great nation, but soon to be great again. Country also, I have no doubt that our wonderful Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, will only make a deal that is perfect on the border. Remember, without strong borders and honest elections, we don't have a country. And look, there's a bipartisan deal, Brett, in the Senate between the Democrats and Republicans. I want to give the Republicans in the Senate. It's being led by Republican Senator James Lankford there from Oklahoma and Chuck Schumer. They've done a great job together in negotiating a lot of difficult issues and created like a framework. But as they're doing that tough work in the Senate, what's the House saying? Uh-uh. No way. Unless Donald Trump is in office, we refuse to do any deal at all. And so I, I guess I at least like that President Biden and Democrats have been able to kind of smoke out the MAGA Republicans and what their ultimate you know, intention is here, which we all knew. But like fundamentally, I, I, I want to see problem solving take place. Like it's a great thing that there is 40,000 infrastructure projects across the United States of America now and our infrastructure is finally going to be modernized. If Donald Trump were have to propose that, which he proposed to do it, but actually put forward legislation while he was in office, Democrats would have, would have, would have supported that. And now, Brett, talk to us about what's going on in the House but I like that Democrats are calling them out. Jasmine Crockett, Eric Swalwell, Jared Moskowitz, Jamie Raskin. By the way, have we released the emojis yet? Enough memberships? Are we getting close? I think we probably have. Looks like we probably have like 50 more. So we're 50 we're more memberships to unlock the final emojis. And then right, tell us about what's going on now. So, yeah, I mean, you know, these Republicans, they're so subservient to Donald Trump. And it, it frankly should be criminal in order to just like pretend that Donald Trump is still the president and take orders from this criminal defendant who is facing 91 charges, a private citizen who's like living in his country. Like it should be criminal to be held hostage by this individual. But Republicans are openly admitting that they are doing the bidding of Donald Trump. I'm not being hyperbolic here. They are saying it themselves. And 
the border is just the latest issue that they have been colluding on things with Donald Trump. But they do this with everything like the House Republicans, especially when you get to the more extreme members and people like Speaker Mike Johnson, MAGA Mike Johnson, they do not do a single thing in the House without first consulting Donald Trump and getting his opinion on what they should do. And then you have the MAGA media, right, which could just be renamed Donald Trump media. And that goes from the more fringe channels like Newsmax and OAN and RSBN and Steve Bannon show to things like Fox News, which reach a lot of homes. I mean, at this point, Donald Trump should receive a television producer credit on Fox because he dictates their programming. He dictates their messaging. He dictates what they want to say. So after this bipartisan deal was struck between Senators Lankford and Schumer, the first thing that they did, the first thing that Fox did was they posted a misleading graphic about the package, right? And so what do they do? I'm sure they gave a great nuanced view of what the bill was, you know, in its entirety. No, obviously not. They put the things that they knew were going to outrage their viewers the most on a big graphic. And then they blasted that out. That went viral on social media. The Republicans immediately acted all out. What? You're going to allow a path to citizenship? How dare you? Right? They, they rile them up. And then next thing you know, Speaker Johnson is like, nope, I'm not doing it, not happening. Um, and Speaker Johnson went on Fox Wednesday night and he admitted out loud with Laura Ingram that he was taking orders from this on Donald Trump to sabotage this deal. And the first time I heard this clip, I just want to set it up for a sec. The first time I saw this clip, I was incredibly confused because Laura Ingram goes, I just got off a phone call with the president. And the president was telling me, I was like, she spoke to Joe Biden? That's that's weird. Joe Biden spoke to Laura Ingram. No, she was talking about Donald Trump. And in this, I brought this term up last week or earlier this week, it's fascist fan fiction, right? They have their own people who are president. They have their own things that are going on. We're, you know, up is down, right is wrong. This clip on Fox News, you have Laura Ingram saying that she spoke to Donald Trump and saying that he doesn't like this border deal and asking Mike Johnson what he's going to do, knowing that Donald Trump doesn't like the border deal. And Johnson admits that he too has been speaking to Donald Trump about this. The, the president actually uh, just got off the phone with me right before the show, and he said he has spoken to you about this deal and that he is against it, and he urged you to be against this deal. He was extremely, President Trump was extremely adamant about that. Um, your reaction to that, given the fact that, look, he already he knows how to do this enforcement stuff. You don't need some new bill coming out of the, uh, the Senate to get the border enforced. Yeah, President Trump is not wrong. He and I have been talking about this um, uh, pretty frequently. I talked to him uh, night before last about the same subject. We don't have the text of whatever the Senate has cooked up yet. And, and so we have to reserve judgment, I think, to see what comes out of it. It doesn't sound good. They're, they're just treating him as if he is the president running this like shadow government. It's really sick. It's really, really. Well, that's when they talk about the deep state, that's 
that's always projection and confession. It's so true. And, and they admitted this, you know, months ago, uh, maybe even longer at this point, uh, during this, the sham impeachment hearings that have went nowhere into Biden. Uh, they admitted that who was behind it? Donald Trump. Elise Stefanik admitted that she was talking quite frequently with Donald Trump about the strategy for how they were going to get Hunter and how they were going to get Biden. And it's all being run via this sort of weird shadow government that the Republicans have set up where Donald Trump tells them what to do and they do it. Let me show you now Marjorie Taylor Greene. They had a border hearing, right? A Marjorie Taylor Greene at this border hearing. This is what Marjorie Taylor Greene, this is what she's so this is what she's so excited for if Donald Trump were to get back into in, into office, okay? This is Marjorie Taylor Greene's dream. Looking forward to the next administration where we're going to have the largest deportation system that's ever been witnessed in human history. And I think it's important that people understand that they are being incredibly serious when they say things like that. You had Donald Trump speaking about this recently, and immediately after Trump said it, you had Stephen Miller, who worked in the Trump administration. Stephen Miller posted, and who's likely to work in a second Trump administration, Miller posted, the deportations will begin at noon on Inauguration Day. If Donald Trump is reelected, like they're going to be officers running through cities, taking people out of their homes, throwing them in trucks, sending them to camps and deporting them like that. That's their plan. They're saying it out loud and they are being very serious about it. I, I we need to be clear. That is the plan. Is that what you want in your neighborhood? I want to show you now just some Democrats who were fighting back during these hearings because you actually have a plan. You actually have responsible people governing and you actually have President Biden going out there and giving the border agents everything they want and need, giving them money, giving them supplies, giving them agents, everything that they want. And the Republicans continue to obstruct and Representative Jasmine Crockett, and I think we may have just hit the magic number. Uh, so after this segment, we could release the emojis. Jasmine Crockett, she doesn't take any crap from these Republicans, and she told it to them straight. Clear President Biden has tried to give state and local governments and nonprofits federal resources to support temporary food, shelter, and other services. But MAGA House Republicans are refusing to give those cities and states those resources. President Biden has tried to put 1,300 more Border Patrol agents at the border to help. But Republicans have obstructed that request. Republicans want to cut the flow of fentanyl coming into the United States. President Biden has tried to give our border agents 100 new cutting-edge inspection devices and add 1,000 additional law enforcement personnel. Republicans obstructed that request. Honestly, I can't tell if y'all are for anything other than obstruction and cruelty. Just take a look at my governor last week. He said, and I quote, the only thing we're not doing is we're not shooting people who come across the border because, of course, the Biden administration would charge us with murder. I know Governor Abbott doesn't understand the law, but let me say this. That absolutely would be murder. I know nuance doesn't uh, necessarily play well on the cable news, but to me, it's very clear. You have a party that's actually doing things, that's actually trying to do things, that's trying to accomplish things. And then you have a Republican Party that wants this all or nothing, burn it down mentality. They just want to go, everyone who's here, 
deport them, shut down everything. And I'm sorry, that is not the United States of America. And good on Representative Crockett for calling it out. I want to show you some incredible clips also. We got Jamie Raskin, Jared Moskowitz, Eric Swalwell. And I want to show you this one Republican who has just about had enough of Republican leadership and let them know it today on the House floor. So we are going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with that. Release the emojis. And the emojis have been released. So during the break, as you listen to these ads from our great pro-democracy sponsors, those watching right now on YouTube can have fun with those. We'll be right back after this very quick break. Stay tuned. Copilot is a personalized fitness solution. Every individual is unique, so your fitness journey should be too. Copilot's app links you with an affordable real-life fitness coach who customizes workouts tailored to your individual needs and goals. No fitness fads here. Work out anywhere, anytime, and make fitness a seamless part of your lifestyle. With Copilot, you'll get completely personalized workouts with step-by-step guidance. Your coach continuously updates and adapts every workout to your goals, schedule, and injuries. The My Copilot app offers a connection to a real-life expert coach, and the workout plans tailored by your coach are meant to be enjoyable and effective with regular progress check-ins and the support and guidance you need for your fitness journey. The workout programs are designed around your specific lifestyle and ability to work out at your convenience anywhere you want. My Copilot makes it easy to start and stay committed to your fitness goals. My coach is a total rock star. He keeps me motivated and committed to the program he's designed for me. The thing is, Copilot coaches are here to help you, and they truly want to see you succeed at every step of the way. The flexibility of Copilot with all of our busy schedules makes this the perfect way to stay committed. The fact that the workouts are planned and designed by my coach allows me to take even less off my plate and focus on reaching my peak performance. I'd love for you to follow my lead to get fit and feel fabulous. Give Copilot a try to find out why it was listed by Forbes as the top-rated personal trainer app of 2023. Head to mycopilot.com slash Midas to get a 14-day free trial and 20% off your first month of personalized fitness with your own personal trainer if you sign up before February 1st, 2024. That's mycopilot.com slash Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, to get a free 14-day trial and 20% off your first month. Sign up for the new year and let Copilot help you reach your fitness goals. We all have a heartfelt reason to support our blood pressure. In fact, more than half the U.S. population would benefit from blood pressure support. Superbeats Heart Chews are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure, and they promote heart-healthy energy. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with 
with over 30,000 five-star reviews and counting, Super Beats Heart Chews are having their moment. Super Beats Heart Chews are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Super Beats Heart Chews each morning and it's really kick-started my morning routine. After taking my Super Beats Heart Chews, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats is the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended heart chew for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support that you can trust. Support your heart health with Super Beats Heart Chews. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to MidasBeats.com. That's right. Get this exclusive offer only at MidasBeats.com. M-E-I-D-A-S-B-E-E-T-S.com. Welcome back. We are live on the Midas Touch podcast. We unleashed the emojis. And lots of people were saying, where's the Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris emojis? Don't forget about Vice President Kamala Harris. Well, we will be unleashing the emoji at 1,000 new memberships. Start we the will clock. start the countdown now. It could roll over to other shows once we hit 1,000 new memberships, if that's next Monday or if that's next Thursday, whenever it is, we will release the Vice President Kamala Harris. By the way, speaking of Vice President Harris, Brett, did you see some of her recent appearances? I know we're talking about Congressmember Raskin and Moskowitz and others, but I am thrilled that she's out there with some of this powerful messaging. I just want to show you one. I think we have the clip here. Play this. But she's been going around like, I can't wait to see her in a debate. And she, I think, is going to be one of these secret weapons in 2024 that people are going to be talking about and already are starting to again. Here, play the clip. In this year of our Lord, 2024, Mm -hmm. the government should not be telling women what to do with their bodies. And so it's that basic. And... We must fight for it. And so on this issue, though, guys, listen, traveling the country, we're all adults. Women are having miscarriages in toilets. Yeah. Women are going to an emergency room for medical assistance with a miscarriage. And the doctors are so afraid that they might be jailed because in places like Texas, yes. a doctor can go to prison, go to prison. Yeah. That, yeah. that women are, are developing sepsis. And it's only then that they're being treated in an emergency room. Powerful, powerful stuff. Brett, sorry to have interrupted you there. I know you were going to talk to us about oh, No, Congress. I think that was an important message. I mean, VP Harris on The View, like if any, you should watch her full interview if, you know, I think it's online and stuff. She was excellent on The View. She's been an excellent messenger and she's really speaking to uh, the important issues, um, you know, out there that I think are ultimately going to sway the election. Let's get back into the border and then I'll tell you a little bit more about what VP Harris and President Biden are, are planning in a little bit. But but uh, going back to the border, I want to show you this clip of Jamie Raskin. And Jamie Raskin here, he, he just gives away the, you know, the whole game that the Republicans are playing. Rather than joining Democrats and Biden in good faith, bipartisan negotiations to make progress on immigration, they are taking orders from Donald Trump and actively obstructing a bipartisan border deal. Just as Trump is openly hoping for an economic downturn in our robust 
low unemployment economy, they're hoping for chaos at the border and trying to stop us from preventing it. These tactics are accompanied by dangerous rhetoric. MAGA Republicans continue to invoke white supremacist, anti-immigration fantasies and conspiracy theories. It's been almost a full year since I invited the good chairman and my Republican colleagues to join oversight Democrats in condemning the great replacement theory and still they fail to denounce this shameful doctrine which has been invoked by numerous racist and anti-Semitic mass shooters and murderers across the country. America is not a great country in spite of immigrants. We're a great country because of immigrants. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's not like he's pulling that out of thin air. We already showed you the Speaker Johnson clip. We already showed you the post from Donald Trump telling Republicans what to do on the border. They are literally taking their orders directly from the guy, and it needs to be called out. And here's someone else calling out the Republicans and doing a great job at it. Here's Representative Jared Moskowitz. You know, we have failed to pass comprehensive immigration reform up here for decades. But if you listen to the witnesses, some of them, and if you listen to my colleagues, you would think the world didn't begin until President Biden was elected. You would think it was dinosaurs, the wheel, Jesus, the world was flat, the world was round, Biden was elected, every problem. Like nothing happened before. You know, People pretend like everything was just perfect. But you know what? One of my colleagues, when bringing up statistics, showed why this is a farce. She brought up that President Obama deported more people than President Trump. In fact, President Obama deported more people in each term than President Trump. Well, hold on a second. If the border wasn't a problem until President Biden was elected, then how were we deporting all of these people in administrations before Trump was elected? It's because this situation has been going on for decades. So stop lying to the American people that none of this happened until President Biden was elected. Every time we get close to a border deal, the same thing happens. And it happened even before MAGA. Now they're just more openly hostile and are even more hard line. But they always make some sort of argument about, oh, amnesty, amnesty. We can't allow a pathway to citizenship. And then it becomes a complete non-starter. What I liked about Eric Swalwell at one of these hearings today speaking about the border is he called the Republicans out for not wanting to legislate, but wanting to become famous. Like they're all just there so that they could end up on Fox News later on the day. And the crazier that they could be, the more likely it is that they get invited onto Hannity or onto Newsmax. Here's Swalwell. Then you have just recently on CNN, Jake Tapper asked Speaker Johnson, look, President Biden wants to give you more money at the border. Uh, would you take that? And, and Speaker Johnson said, no. Again, just revealing and saying out loud what we all know, which is that they don't want to solve this problem. They, they want to use it and exploit it and exploit victims so they have a political narrative. Senate negotiations are taking place right now where, in good faith, Democrats and Republicans are working to try and find more solutions uh, and more resources at the border. And that is dead on arrival here, where Republican colleagues have said out loud, we're never going to support that. That would help the president. They've actually said that. My Democratic colleagues want the fix. MAGA Republicans want the fiction. My Democratic colleagues want the fix. My MAGA colleagues want Fox. 
My Democratic colleagues want the fix. My MAGA colleagues want the fame. That's what this is entirely about. Good call out there by Swalwell. And in other news, in the House and the Senate, the House and the Senate passed a continuing resolution. It's like the bare minimum, we, we have to celebrate now when MAGA Republicans can do a continuing resolution because they can't actually pass a budget. And that's like a major accomplishment. Like, yay, they're keeping the lights on. It's so stupid. Government funding was for for a bit of government funding because they staggered the way that this works, was set to expire Friday at midnight. Now, thankfully, the government won't shut down. It's very irritating that we always have to worry what they are going to do. But once again here, what did we see? We saw the Democrats coming in to save Mike Johnson on this. The resolution passed 314 to 108. And that sort of working with Democrats is like literally the exact same thing that the House Republicans ousted Kevin McCarthy from the speakership for. Isn't it weird that Kevin McCarthy's not even in Congress right now? Like he just left, he just bounced. Guy's not even in Congress. He can't be, <laughs> if he can't be the spineless speaker who gets mocked every day, then he just can't be in Congress. See, see you later. It's unbelievable. And so it, it passed in the Senate earlier in the day, 77 to 18, passed in the House 314 to 108. And the more hardline Republicans, they were, they're very angry that the government's staying open. Like they wanted a shutdown. Why? Because they take orders from Donald Trump. And, you know, Chip Roy, who's all over the place on a lot of these issues, Chip Roy took to the House floor and he had some words for the new Speaker of the House, because he was very angry at Kevin McCarthy for doing a similar thing. And here's what Chip Roy had to say about the current state of the Republican Party. By the way, it does not matter who's sitting in the Speaker's seat or who's got the majority. We keep doing the same stupid stuff. It's because you have to govern. It's because at a certain point, you have like a one-seat opening right now in order to pass anything because everybody in your party keeps retiring or they're getting indicted or whatever. You barely hold, you're barely holding on to the majority. You do not hold the Senate and you do not hold the White House. So yes, the founders actually designed a system where guess what? You have to, you have to compromise with the other party to get stuff done. That's the whole reason that the system is set up the way it is. And inevitably, they run into the same roadblocks every single time because they just want to burn it all down. And, you know, just when you hear Republican messaging, I'm always pulling my hair out and being like, why are people saying that they're good messengers? They're liars, but they're really not good messengers. And I just want to take it aside and move on slightly to something slightly different, but it involves Congress and it involves Matt Gates. And here was Matt Gates' comments about how he plans to get voters into the MAGA movement. What I could tell you is like for every Karen we lose, there's a there's a Julio and a Jamal ready to sign up for the MAGA movement. And that abodes well for our ability to be more diverse and to be more durable as I mean, it's just it's racism, it's misogyny, all wrapped in one. It's 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 offensive to frankly everybody. It's and it's just a dumb, stupid thing to say. And that's what these Republican parties are. Meanwhile, you actually have President Biden like calling 
all the leaders of all the parties together, have hosting these bipartisan meetings um, to discuss things like Ukraine funding. He got everybody around the table. And you have people like Speaker Johnson that are just continuously trying to kind of gaslight about Ukraine funding, trying to actively help Russia. He made some sort of comment online, Johnson, where he said, we need to know that Ukraine would not be another Afghan. Afghanistan. He said, before we even talk Ukraine, I'm going to tell the president, border, 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 border. Then in the same, in the next breath, he says that he's not going to do anything about the border. This Afghanistan thing is also just such a ridiculous comparison to even make because it could not be more different than that. And what these Republicans either fail to realize or are purposely not realizing is that our efforts to protect Ukraine actually have a national security interest for us. Like selfishly, it's actually good for us because we don't want all these other countries to be attacked by Russia and we don't want to be pulled into the conflict. I know that these Republicans try to act like there are American troops on the ground in Ukraine. That's not a thing that's happening. What we're actually trying to do is give Ukraine the resources that they need to defeat Russia so this does not become a global conflict. And that, in turn, would become a more like an Afghanistan situation. What Johnson wants to do is much more like that. Yet Speaker Johnson also saying, I mean, he, he literally said that now is not the time to even do immigration reform. Now is not the time to do anything on the border because it's, it's too complicated, too hard, too difficult. I don't think now is the time for comprehensive immigration reform because we know how complicated that is. You can't do that quickly. I do think it's past time to secure the border. We're not playing politics at this. We're demanding real transformative policy change because that's what the American people need and deserve. He's, he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. He, he's not the time to do comprehensive immigration reform. We're not going to do anything with that. But I'm saying we need to do immigration reform. You can't have it both ways, okay? It's, and it's really it's, not that complicated. The Senate has developed a framework for a bipartisan bill. It's it's done. What's so complicated? You can vote on it, and then it becomes a law when President Biden signs it, and then the resources get deployed. Like infrastructure was complicated, yeah, but when you actually do your job, <laughs> then that's it. it. Goes back to how we started the show with like Alina Haba, right? They've got lawyers who don't know at the most basic level how to be lawyers, MAGA lawyers. They've got politicians going back to what Congress member Swalwell said that don't actually want to do their job. They don't want to do the fixes. They want to go on Fox and be famous and host their podcasts and do all of that and not actually do their jobs. But you go back to the root of it, Brett, and what are all those things? Con artist, a fraud of Fugazi. It's Donald Trump. It's everything Trump did. You go back to his history. I'm going to build the biggest casinos and I'm going to do this. And he would just do it in the most incompetent ways. Like when he did the casinos in Atlantic City, he had like three separate casinos that competed with each other, cannibalized each other, and bankrupted itself. And so after like the flashy first two weeks, because the media paid all this attention, it went like bankrupt super quickly. This is somebody, and this is the good thing 
when we're talking about combating MAGA because it's fascism plus idiocracy with idiocracy far exceeding the ability to implement their fascism for now. But Donald Trump is the worst strategist. He's the historically biggest loser, biggest loser in the courts, biggest loser in business. He's bankrupted everything. But this petulant, childish ego of his where he just goes, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. Most intelligent people see that and are repelled and disgusted by it. But for whatever reason, that works to very weak people who view that as what a strong person is when it's the weakest person projecting and confessing. That's just his – go back and look at this man's history. He loses everything. And I hope though right now in 2024 – and this is where I'm feeling the momentum, Brent. I want you to talk about some other good news right now that MAGA will totally implode, that the American people will finally get to see this. As we grow this pro-democracy community, that also tells me that Americans are seeing what this is. And a lot of people, and, and you could put it in the comments right now in our in our YouTube chat, put in the comments right now if you are a former Republican or if you're an independent who's previously voted for Republicans and Democrats who are repulsed by MAGA. Watch the chat now. I bet you there are so many people who share that story. But Brett, tell us about some of the good news. President Biden raising, what, $1.6 million after Trump won Iowa. Um, You got the Biden campaign setting other records. You got mortgage rates down, weekly jobless claims for the week ending in January 13th were near record lows. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Am I I doing the positive news or what what, what are we doing here? Yeah, you do the positive. (laughs) Uh, So yeah. So first I want to highlight this event that's coming up with President Biden and and Vice President Harris. They're doing an event with the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade approaching. Uh, They're expected to appear at their first first joint event for the 2024 election season in Northern Virginia, Tuesday, January 23rd. Uh, They're going to be putting, obviously, reproductive rights at the forefront of this speech to commemorate the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Get ready for that, Roe. It's obviously going to be a massive, massive, massive issue this November, or as we like to call it here at Midas Touch, Rovember. And that's why it's all about our rights. It's about bodily autonomy. It's about democracy. And I love to see Vice President Harris speaking about that on The View. That was super cool. The Biden campaign after this Trump Iowa win that the media went all bonkers over, the Biden campaign raised $1.6 million in the 24 hours following Trump's Iowa win. And that's in addition to by the way, in addition to the $97 million that they reported raising in the past three months, they got $117 million on hand to spend right now, ready to go for to blanket the country in ads. And that is very important. For reference, in Q3, Trump reported having $38 million. So $38 million to $117. It's good to have the money advantage there. We had weekly jobless claims for the week ending in January 13. They were just 187,000, nearly a record low per capita. Remember, the record, the, the jobless claims under Donald Trump were at record highs. 
under Donald Trump. The most jobless claims, like in our history, they've now become come down to record lows under President Biden. And yes, for those asking, they're lower than they were now before the pandemic. It was a decrease, actually, of 16,000 from the previous week. And it's the lowest numbers since September of 2022 and far below what was expected. So more good news there. Anybody interested in buying a house, refinancing? Well, mortgage rates fell to the lowest that they've been since May. I know that's a very important indicator to a lot of people on the economy. You know, when things are more expensive, uh, it's harder to live straight up. And it's good to see that mortgage rates are coming back down. Uh, by the Biden administration's also put forth this overdraft fee proposal. Talk about just a contrast in what the can, what the candidates and what President Biden is speaking about versus what Donald Trump is speaking about. The Biden-Harris administration is proposing to cut the average bank overdraft overdraft fees and bounced check fees by more than half, which will save families that pay these fees $170 a year. The proposed rule would limit overdraft fees to as little as $3, saving a collective $5.5 billion a year for consumers if implemented. It's nice to have a president that goes to bat for the consumers and not for the banks. Uh, you know, I know that's a, a foreign thing to MAGAs, but I think that's a good thing. Also wanted to highlight this race in Florida. You may or may not have heard this, but the Democrats flipped a state house seat in Florida, a seat that Ron DeSantis in that district won by 11, a seat that the previous Republican had won 55% to 45%. That Democrat's name who won is Democrat Tom Keene. He's been elected to the Florida House District 35, flipping control of that seat. He's a businessman, a decorated 21-year military veteran. He defeated a Republican named Eric Booth, who sits on the county school board, and the seat became vacant when Republican Fred Hawkins left to pursue a job as president of South Florida State College. It's a battleground district, and Keene won it with 51.3% of the vote compared to Booth's 48.7% of the vote. It was about 590 votes separating the two. Keene's campaign took focus on local issues, property insurance, a major issue in the state of Florida. And Keene was also very vocal about his support for abortion rights. Like I said, DeSantis won this district by 11 points. The previous person who had the seat won the district, beat the Democrat by 10 points in 2022. Those are the sorts of trends that we like to see. And by the way, more Republicans voted in this election than Democrats voted in this election, showing you that there is this realignment happening. There is this crossover happening where there are people who consider themselves Republicans, moderate Republicans, but more importantly, they consider themselves part of the pro-democracy community and they do not like what they're seeing. I want to go out with this one other stat, which I think falls into the good news category, but I found this poll from Reuters uh, Ipsos uh, to be quite interesting. And it says that if Donald Trump were to be convicted, which he is quite likely to be convicted, only 20% of the people that they polled said that they would vote for Donald Trump if he were convicted. 58% adamantly stated that they would not. 20% said they were unsure. 
but only 20% of people said that they would vote for him if convicted. And that went down to 18% if he were actually in prison. So that's to say there's a lot that's going to happen over these next few months. Well, Brett, maybe voters would like to know that he's been found liable for rape. I think by that, federal that's jury. what I was thinking too, by the way. Um, and by the way, I don't think people understand that. I don't think people realize that. And, and I think people need to realize that. I think media is negligent by not saying it in clear terms. But let's be clear, as we're one of the top YouTube channels right now in the world, and whether we're streaming live or doing the hot takes or duets that we release, we're just going to call balls and strikes and say it what it is. Donald Trump was found liable for rape by a federal jury, and Donald Trump is now tormenting his rape victim and further defaming her each and every day as there is a new defamation trial. And probably by next Monday or Tuesday, there will be yet another verdict against Donald Trump for defaming his rape victim. I just want to be very clear about my language right there. Also, that uh, Vice President Harris emoji, Brett, that I'm hoping to release next week, we're off to a strong start. 1,000 new memberships is the target goal. If we hit that on Monday, we'll release it Monday, but let's try to stack up as many new memberships right now. I'm glad that we were able to release those Congress member Moskowitz and Crockett uh, emojis. We try to find fun ways to build this media network. We don't have outside investors. So the emojis, I think, as I said to, to everybody before, I'm not sure it's the best business model. I don't know. Maybe it's a very new, innovative business model. <laughs> We're releasing emojis um, as a way to fund the network, but it's fun. And I try to find fun ways and we try to find fun ways to build this pro-democracy community. Also check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We do an after show after our shows that we do. It's exclusive podcast to our Patreon members. And I um, want to thank all of the new members and continuing members at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We're going to do a, um, a Zoom meeting with our patrons either next week or the week after, but we're going to do one in January. So if you wanted to have a private Zoom meeting with me, Brett, and uh, and Jordy, you can do that at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Another fun thing to announce, you know, Alex Michelson, Brett, right? Friend of the uh, show. Love Alex. So Alex right now is hosting at lamag.com the district attorney debate. And I'm not sure if oh, people really know cool. one of one of the things that I do outside of Midas as well is that um, I'm the owner of Los Angeles magazine and a few other and a few other magazines. So if you go right now, if anyone wants to see this debate that we're hosting, one of the initiatives I wanted to do with Los Angeles magazine is to become a real player in kind of the local Los Angeles kind of politics, the district attorney race, the mayors, things like that. So right now at just LA Mag dot com. Alex is uh, hosting the debate right there. And I'm going to head there in a little bit to, to be there. It's in downtown Los Angeles. So after the show, I'm going to go there and try to check it out in person. But that's LAMAG, L-A-M-A-G dot com. And you can check out the debate. Alex is doing uh, an incredible, incredible job right there. And finally, I just want to thank everybody here um, at the uh, Midas Touch Network, everybody watching this, this pro-democracy community gives us hope, really does. And as, as we continue to grow, I feel very, very confident in 2024. I feel the momentum, but when I feel the momentum, I don't pull back. 
when I feel the momentum, that's when we keep moving forward together. Let's keep growing this community. If you can't do the emojis, if you can't do patreon.com slash such, if you can't do the YouTube memberships, um, one of the best ways you can just help is uh, just spreading the word about this network. Tell one person, two people, five people, 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, 1,000 people, post these videos on all also, of Also, Ben, social- don't forget the one thing that's Easily, well, a lot of things are free, but this is free and easy, and you get a recap of all the daily news from us every single day, right? The Midas Touch newsletter. Newsletter. Touch.com slash newsletter. Sign up. It takes two seconds. Uh, you could do it whether you're in the U.S. or not in the U.S. Um, yes. Like If you're not in the U.S., don't worry about the zip code portion. It will still work if you don't do the zip code portion. Uh, just go to MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. Sign up. The feedback on the newsletter has been absolutely incredible. We've got a great team behind it. In the newsletter, we're trying to not make them too long, right? We want you to be able to get your daily digest of what we think were the most important stories of that day every single day day right to your inbox but like one of the cool things is you get like a bit of bits and pieces from all of Midas Touch world right so it may be a podcast on the network you haven't listened to that we think is really cool that you should check out it may be a new interview for example Ben did an interview with Congressman Adam Schiff uh, today that you could watch on our YouTube channel that was in today's newsletter uh, the top news stories from the website MidasTouch.com make sure you check out MidasTouch.com and more and so you, to sign up for the newsletter that's Midas Touch dot com slash newsletter if you love the newsletter you can leave your comments uh right here in the youtube chat as well i'll encourage people to sign up midas touch.com oh, Brett, my uh, my los angeles magazine team is telling me ben it's lamag.com slash debate hmm. people want to watch it get the get the address right ben l-a-m-a-g sounds like my brothers lamag.com <laughs> Flash debate if you want to watch the debate right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna head there right now. Oh, and by the way, Brett, what's going on with those hands? By the way, did you, what, what 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 what's up with that? Is this? <laughs> oh my god, oh. What, what's up with that? J- I don't know. J- James Carville has some ideas, and I know James some ideas. Everybody, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much for watching. I'm going to the debate right now. LAMag.com/slash/debate. Thank you, everybody. Hit subscribe and shout out to the Midas. At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.